We're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. Hell yes, hell yes, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. Hell yes, your AK-47. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. Oh, hell no. Hell yes, we're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. That's what's going on with the brains. Welcome back to the Prepared Mind channel. Welcome to the bunker, our home for safe broadcasting. Yes, we are live, live, live Sunday night. I got to tell you, folks, it's great to have YouTube. It's great to have subscribe star. Now, earlier today, I got several messages, uh, one of which particularly said, John, I really like subscribe star. It's even easier to use than Patreon was. And it's it's good. So that person's in the comments. It would be Heidi, Heidi, Heidi. <laughs> I can't keep her secret. She's like, I really like it. I was like, good. Because people are wondering, what is Subscribestar? How does it work? What does it do? Well, Subscribestar.com allows us to get you broadcasts. Bam! Right when we make them. Kind of like this show is live. We do a live show on Subscribestar every Monday through Friday. And you can join us, no extra cost, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern time. We do a one-hour monologue and Q&A, and you can just hang, chill, comment. That's Subscribestar. Plus, we've got information on Cerveza Bug, the Jim Jones juice. We've got information on the upcoming election and information on prior elections. We sometimes have some conspiracy stuff, and we're always looking to add more. It's incredible, folks. We're being censored. We're being silenced. We're being stomped down. So it's up to you guys. And this is how we do it. That's right. Like, hit that thumbs up. Subscribe here on YouTube. If you're not subscribed yet, you can't join the comments unless you're subscribed. And if you're a new subscriber... You have to wait 30 minutes, and that keeps the trolls quiet because they don't have patience to sit around for 30 minutes to say something intelligent. They don't have any of that capacity, especially the intelligence part, so poof, they just blow. They go, they blow and go away. Now, we're here live. Subscribe Star. What does it do? Not only does it get you access to information, free live access to Q&A, access to the Prepared Mind Network, which is right up here. This URL, this internet address, folks, that one right up there, that is how we make a difference. YouTube is trying to kill us. The internet wants to silence you. 
and me. They want they want us to be deaf as well. We can't hear anyone else. That's their game they're playing. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Jolene. Got it and got it. Okay. Um, we've got computers. We've got we've got one heck of a studio set up now, folks. We've got a heck of an audience, and that is you. And we rely on you because our mission to save the world. That's right. James Bond couldn't be more proud of us than, well, than we're proud of ourselves. We can't be. This, this is what we do. We are trying to wake up the world and say, hey, look, you see what's going on. It means something. Get prepared. Food, water, shelter, clothing, medicine means a self-defense and a plan. So Subscribe Star is how we guerrilla fund these efforts, right? This studio needs spam and tuna fish, right? Uh, we need Jolene. We need background computers. We need servers. We need information, folks. And it pays for it all. And you guys are the reason it exists. Without you, channel's not here. With you, we can make a difference. And with the emails, Jolene, I, Uman. Now, Uman is the R syndicate, and he's also the Blue Wrench master here. But we hear from everyone how much this channel helps. YouTube hides us. They underplay the number of views we get. They try and change everything. They try and punish and silence us, but we found a way through it thanks to you. Now, we had... We've got a lot to talk about. Where do I want to start? The title of this, Release the Kraken, you know, from the movie Clash of the Titans. Uh, normally, or, or sometimes I should say, I have Don Tadeo as a coffee additive, uh, courtesy of doing stuff with Nikki. I still have that, still uh, working on it, Nikki. But with today, I'm going to say it's time to release the Kraken. And this... This was a fine gift from uh, Jenny Jen in California. Thank you, Jen. We are, well, we're going to release the Kraken. Uh, oh, goodness. That is uh, black roast coffee rum. And I'll be starting with that and then finishing up with uh, the captain. We've got a lot to go over here, folks. So let's get into it first. Right. First and foremost. I got to stir that up there. Oh, yeah. We've got our hands full with information now. We're, we're getting a lot of people on live. We're over 250 and climbing because YouTube won't do their job fast enough. Ooh, that Kraken's good. Sunday Night Live is your show. We have Subscribestar to help pay the bills, but we also do Sunday Night Live and say, if you want to talk, you want to ask questions, you want to get in the mix and get on the air and I'll make you famous, whether you've got an idea, a thought, a topic, a person, a place, something related to what's going on in the world having to do with SHTF, you hit that super chat button over here or you go in the, the description section down below and there's also PayPal and Cash App. And that's how you can get your question, just like this one here from Kevin, who checked in early today. He checked in with a 22-23 super chat donation, first one of the day. And it's from Kevin. And he says, do you foresee more decisions given back to the state level from government overreach over the decades? And since this recent recognition 
over government overreach in the Roe v. Wade decision, is it possible that someday there will be new restrictions put on uh, government alphabet agencies in the next coming months? So what he's discussing is Roe v. Wade, folks, wasn't so much about abortion, even though that's what the mainstream media wants to make this look. They make it, they're trying to make it sound like the federal government is not restricting it. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with it in that sense. What the federal government is saying through the third branch of government, the equally important branch of government, the separation of powers, no one section of government is more powerful than the other, but the checks and balances on the legislature and president is the Supreme Court. It's kind of like paper, scissors, rock. Okay, yeah, one beats the other. But in this case, the Supreme Court says the federal government does not have the right to tell states what to do. There's nothing in the Constitution about Roe v. Wade. And so the federal government has no authority because it says in the 10th Amendment of the Constitution, all rights, not or all authority, all power, not expressly granted to the United States government, federal government, are reserved to the states. So this is a states' rights issue. Uh, I would be very pleased um, at the question is, can we expect to see more of this? Well, there is a chance. And I, I will I will mitigate that statement with the following statement. It certainly appears on face value that this is going to become a larger and wider issue with regard to, well, Roe v. Wade. How about the Second Amendment, recognizing both the people's individual right as well as states having an individual right to determine themselves? Now, right? Uh, the states also have a Second Amendment, right? Now, if the states want to pretend like there's something in there over uh, abortion, fine, have at it at the state level. But the Second Amendment in the states, as well as the federal, uh, is that the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Pretty darn simple. Release the Kraken and the tears. Now, uh, my caveat to answering the question can we expect in the next few months, years, and maybe for a decade, can we expect the Supreme Court to make more rulings in support of states mandating for themselves what is and isn't law, and that the federal government has very little to do with us, the people? And I've been talking about this for years, going, hey, 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 the federal constitution isn't about telling us what to do. It's about the federal government deciding things between the states and then looking outward at other nations. It's our national voice, not our national nanny telling us what to do. Our individual states make state laws. Do we really need local, state, and federal laws as well as, you know, <clears throat> international law? No, we don't need any of that upper shit. Right. And it also empowers you and me as individuals as americans how do you you know how do i it empowers us well our state elected officials the the assembly or representatives and the senate at the state level as well as the governor's office they're closer to us physically and civically 
as in we can contact them and make our voices heard. So, yeah, me and you have an advantage. Now, large effed up states like California, Illinois, New York, it's a little trickier, right? Because those metropolises in those states tend to run the entire state. But in other states, folks, especially those in the south and the southeast, they're becoming more, shall we say, conservative. And we, but this doesn't get us out of SHTF. Okay. Doesn't get us out of trouble. It doesn't solve our problems. But what it does do is it gives us a path out of the woods that we can start moving towards. Everything's a process, folks. Now, before I switch over to what's the negative to this, the idea of states self determining. Our state of, say, Texas or the state of Montana were originally intended to be independent republics with respect to one another, yet they were in a union, right? The United States. The union was, we're going to play by the same rules for the benefit of each other. And we'll let this federal government monster deal with other nations. But for the, for the, for the understanding of the common person, it was your state is completely independent. It is an independent nation, much like uh, Lithuania and Estonia and uh, other states there uh, that used to be part of the Soviet Union of States. Well, after the Soviet Union collapsed, they said, you know what, we're going to stay free and independent. And then the Russian Federation said, hey, we're going to create a federation of states. And if you want to participate, you may. And if not, it's okay. Right now, this question in the United States of America, can states secede or leave? The idea that that created the Civil War is absolutely correct. Can we leave? Can we decide for ourselves? It's called free association. If the government running everything at the top level becomes abusive, we can say, hasta la vista, we don't need you. Well, the Civil War was supposedly the end to that. But aren't we supposed to be more civil now, more intelligent? Aren't we supposed to be more evolved? If you want to leave, you should. So this idea of the Supreme Court recognizing that states are independent of the federal government and ought to be treated so has some merit that if we continue down this path, states can become more independent of the federal government and say, no, 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 no. There's nothing in the Constitution authorizing you to tell us that. And if you keep pushing your luck, we'll just leave all together. And we'll make our own associations and trade with who we will. We'll see if we get there. Now, now for the caveat. The liberal left is losing their minds. And boy, do I love the tears. By the way, right? that is the uh, prepared mine merchandise. The lights, of course, are bouncing off of it in the back of the cup. You know, I love the merch. Aren't you glad you're a prepper? I tell you what, folks, I am. Now, the lunatic left are losing their minds. Losing their minds. And they want to now start talking about stacking the court, adding more Supreme Court justices than the nine we've had for a long time. Now, 
Joe Biden came out and said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. And this was a big question that was asked after he assumed the mantle of El Presidente uh, back in 2021, January, because of the uh, Justice Amy Comey Barrett question, uh, a person who I'm not completely satisfied with. And typically, I never am when it comes to these Supreme Court justices when they're first picked. Anyways, the left was like, if you do that, we're going to stack the court, Trump. And he's like, my prerogative, I am the president. By the way, we just topped 400 people live with that internet address up there. You can share it with other people. Bam, bam. You get two, they get two, we get two, and we spread the word of freedom, liberty, justice, and the American way. Oh, the left hates that too. So they want to stack the court. They may use this Roe v. Wade decision to do it. And I've got some great articles that I want to talk about regarding that very thing. That very thing, right, is what is going on with the thinking of people in Washington. And I'll tell you right now, they are scatterbrained. They don't understand the Constitution. They don't understand jack squat. They're very, very far off. And if they're far off, then the other liberals on the street have no clue about our republic. And that is very scary. If they stack the court, folks, we're dealing with an authoritarian dictatorship being seconded by, shall we say, a politically zealous court if they start that. Now, again, they've got very little time to get it done in because this fall we have an election. It's an off-year election, but we still have 33 seats in the United States Senate up for grabs. And folks, the Democrats that are running know that their constituents, the people, are pissed over what's being done to our country. Not just Republicans, not just independents, not just libertarians, but Democrats also. They don't like, well, not all of them, not all of them are in accord with the Biden regime. Not all of them think it's cute and funny and fun to corrupt children and to do all the other crap they're pulling, right? There's a lot of pro-Second Amendment Democrats, folks. There's a lot of old-fashioned blue dog Democrats that are like, what are we doing? You're destroying our country. They don't like high gas prices, a lot of Democrats. Some are like, it's our civic duty to pay the Biden tax. And a lot of them are like, the fuck it is. So they're looking at losing seats in the Senate. And they need the Senate to nominate or rather accept the nominees and then have what? Supreme Court justice approval. Now, for some reason, this last Senate, good golly, approved this the last justice whose name I shall not mention, Katanji Brown, who could not tell the Senate a obviously female. Supreme Court justice nominee could not tell the Senate what a woman is because she claims she's not a biologist. Folks, a rudimentary education, a, a, a grade school, primary school education would provide any human with enough knowledge and language to create a definition to describe what a woman is. Yet she refused. She played the imbecile 
a five-year-old can do it. In fact, it was right there in the movie Kindergarten Cop with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> right? The little guy jumps up and he's like, boys have penises, girls have vaginas. There's your answer. <sighs> and that's who they want to put in the Supreme Court, folks, to ignore the Constitution when it's convenient and to use the Constitution to protect themselves. Cheers. Woo! All right, folks. That was a great super chat donation. Thank you very much. <laughs> 2233. And this is the projectile of love. And this is a bottle of Captain Morgan rum. And uh, if I may, we're going to set that up right there. We'll call that <clears throat> that particular shot bullet high. Any super chat donations, $50 or more, that's down the hatch. And right out the gate, we've got Darcy T checks in with a $50 super chat donation coming through PayPal. Thank you, Darcy. You're one heck of a lady. You always, always support the Prepared Mind Network, the channel with great commentary question, and of course, your support. Now, some of you might think that I saw the $50 donation first and then decided to set the rule, and you're absolutely correct. I wanted a shot of rum, <laughs> so I took it, but I'll pour another one now. Any $50 or more Super Chat donations gets a bullet high. Shot of rum with me. So, what does Darcy have to say? Let us take a peek. And says, good evening, John. Just an observation. Is anyone else seeing an inordinate number of strange car and motorcycle wrecks lately? I have, and I'm wondering if there might be a connection to the Jim Jones juice. Now, uh, for those who are new, and folks, we have a lot, a lot, a lot of new people here. And I want to welcome all new viewers, all new subscribers, everybody. It is wake up time. It's go time. It's get prepared. Food, water, shelter, clothing, medicine, means of self-defense with your plan. My answer, Darcy, to that is I have seen in my small world, right, when I head out the uh, prepared mine ladder and leave the bunker, I don't often travel far. But I get a good look at the public, and I've seen some accidents. And uh, interestingly, through local uh, connections, I hear about a lot more than I see. Now, you're saying, has anyone seen a lot of additional accidents? So at this point of the game, what I'm going to say, Darcy, is any observations that we have are purely uh, or any conclusions based on our observations are speculative and anecdotal in nature, meaning we don't have any numbers that I'm aware of showing the number of car accidents slowly going on the rise after we started the Jim Jones juice. There's a lot more factors in here that would mitigate the ability of us to quantify to a scientific degree the causation of Jim Jones juice to the number of accidents because the economy slowing down. Gas prices are going up. So 
people may be traveling less far. They may be traveling less far because of high prices or they're out of work or they don't want to spend the money on gas and they've got nowhere else to go to spend money. So they're saving money at home, trying to. There's a lot of factors that would stop us from coming to an accurate understanding. That said, the problem also with people who have taken the Jim Jones juice has been blood thickening, clots, coronary, pulmonary issues. Now, we've heard of people blacking out. We've heard of people going into cardiac arrest. Uh, on Subscribestar, through our premium service, we're putting articles up talking about people's clot issues, the nature of the clots, what's in the clots, how the clots are pervasive. Now, this causes a couple of issues or potential issues for people who are having an adverse reaction to the Jim Jones juice. If you've got clots, it is obstructing the flow of blood to the necessary areas. One of those would be El Brano, right? It's incredible how much blood goes to the brain, folks. You would think that, well, it's just this big, uh, this 10-pound uh, uh, cassava right here compared to the rest of the body, which is 260 pounds, you would think doesn't need that much blood. Au contraire, our minds take an incredible amount of blood through the jugular arteries. It puts a lot of blood into the brain, a lot of energy, a lot of oxygen. It's necessary for this supercomputer that we have behind our eyeballs and between our ears. It takes a lot of blood. That's why they say, you, you know, you cut that and you're squirting, you know, anywhere from five to seven, eight feet through the air. Not good to take one to the jugular. By the way, we've topped 500 people live. Take that, President Xi Biden, outdoing you again. <laughs> okay. So, uh, again, Darcy is uh, an excellent supporter of the channel with her 50, 50, $50 Super Chat donation. Thank you, Darcy. What is the connection? What are we seeing? Well, I can't say scientifically that regular drivers are having crashes because they black out because they're not getting enough blood and oxygen to the brain. And that because of that, maybe their reaction times are slower. Maybe they're having some sort of ocular uh, degeneration. They're not seeing as clearly. Their reaction time's a little slow. Decision-making process is a little bit retarded. I don't know. What I do know is there is an extreme shortage of airline pilots. Now, I believe the CDC has relaxed their requirements regarding the Jim Jones juice. I believe that the airlines are saying, hey, 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 you know, we're having to take flights off the schedule. We're having to cancel flights because we don't have enough pilots who are fully juicinated, fully boosted, right? There's a shortage. They can't bring on enough new pilots to solve the problem, as well as other staffing and plane crewing issues. This is important. I mean, Darcy's commentary question is critical when we take that and spread it across the entire spectrum of workers in the United States. Now, there's not enough airline pilots. They've relaxed the restrictions. They're now all voluntary. Southwest, Delta, American, United, 
JetBlue, all of these airlines, whether big or small, can relax their regs and say, okay, okay, okay. Hey, Jim. Hey, John. Hey, Roger. We know you've got a commercial pilot's license. We're going to give you a special waiver because we love you so much and let you come back and get in a cockpit and fly a plane for us. Pretty pleased with sugar on top and a cherry. Bing. They could do that, right? Maybe they are doing that. I haven't seen a whole lot of media talking about it. And thank you again, Jenny Jen, for the Kraken. It's doing its job. And thank you, Darcy, for the, uh, the shot of rum, right? Because pirates love rum. Arg. I'm not quite done. I'm not done, Greg Madera. Hold on there, buddy. Hold on. <laughs> thank you, Jolene. It could be that the airlines are losing pilots to the Jim Jones juice. The reason the airlines would see the biggest loss, folks, is for one very, very important reason that most people don't consider, but one which you and I have as intelligent, forward-thinking, looking, acting human beings, a.k.a. smart people. Airline pilots, if you've ever seen one get in the into the cockpit, folks, especially when they're as tall as me, and I've seen a few of them, I'm like, ah, that guy's going to have fun. They've got to step over the seat and climb down in it, literally like a fighter cockpit to get in there. They're stuck in that freaking seat, whether it's a one-hour flight. And there's also get ready, turn everything up, sitting in that seat for 15 to 30 minutes prior to the flight, plus taxi time. If you've ever flown out of LAX, uh, freaking Atlanta, uh, Washington, D.C., if you, I've flown out of a lot of airports, folks, and you sit in line, it's called taxiing, and it's like taxiing in New York City. You just sit and wait your freaking turn. They're in that seat, and then there's flight time. There's flight time, folks, from Atlanta to Kansas City, from, from Phoenix to freaking Oklahoma. From Philadelphia, here's an ugly one. <laughs> from Philadelphia to Denver, whatever it is, it can be anywhere from one hour in the air, plus load up time, cockpit checks, taxiing, to flying, to landing, the tax. Oh, I've had to taxi into LAX half an hour to get. We touched down. I'm like, yes. And then it's half an hour of taxiing. And then you get on a freaking bus. And get shuttled across the airport. Jiminy crickets. But no. But no. These pilots are stuck there. They can't move their legs. It is rare to see a captain come out of the cockpit and take a leak. I don't blame them just to stretch their freaking legs. But they're stuck. Their legs aren't being moved. So their blood puddles. Pools in their leg muscles. And I know they're doing leg exercises. They're trying to do calf lifts. They're trying to flex their muscles to keep their blood circulating. But there's an issue with airline pilots. And this is prior to Jim Jones use and prior to COVID. Having blood clot issues, thick blood, pooling of blood, thrombosis, and other cardiovascular issues with airline pilots because they're strapped in like toddlers to a car seat. And they can't move. And you combine that already pre-existing issue 
I guess I could have made this an entire freaking video, eh? Uh, you add to that the Jim Jones juice, which causes in everyday normal people death, stroke, cardiopulmonary issues, not to mention all the other weird-ass neurological side effects, screwed-up electrical systems. And folks, even super athletes we have noted here die of freaking heart attacks on the field. Not to mention practice and everyday life. Imagine taking a crap and going out black, you know, blackout like Elvis on the toilet. Not good. Not good at all. <sighs> okay. Are they losing airline pilots to these problems? Is that why there's an extreme shortage that appears to be getting worse? In answer to Darcy's question, I know it took a long time for me to circle back. <laughs> circle back like Jen Psaki never could do. I'll, I'll circle back to that. And Jen Psaki's gone, right? Raggedy comedy, you know, raggedy. Bah! Jen Psaki. I did not like her at all. She was like peppermint liar. Uh, raggedy Ann, redhead, just. Bah! I don't have a problem with redheads. I got a problem with Jen Psaki. I'll circle back to that. She never did. I'll circle back. To answer your question, Darcy, we don't know about the driving incidents, but I'm highly suspicious based on what happens with airline pilots. And I have a lot of questions about airline pilots. Now, now I'm done answering Darcy. And if you've got a question, hit that super chat button up here. Follow the instructions down below. Go to PayPal, put in a PayPal donation, do a cash app donation and get your question up on the board. I've got bunches to talk about, but when your comments with a question and a donation, which funds the channel, and we just tap 600, tappity tap happy, we touch 600 and going up. I would love to hit 1,000 today to show YouTube. That's what we think of you, pal. All right. We got some more cracking to finish up here. And again, I want to thank Nikki for the Don Tadeo coffee additive. And also, <laughs> also, Jenny Jen Jen out in California. Just a great friend uh, for sending me uh, the Kraken Black Roast Rum. Because I needed a pick-me-up, folks. This right here, folks. This right here. Sorry about the lighting. It's reflecting off of things a little bit. This is a book by none other than our own subscriber, Ron Foster. Well, that was weird. Ron Foster wrote several books that I now have. Ron, are you there, buddy? The Bug Out Guide, the Bug Out Gardening Guide is the first book I want to talk about. I've been waiting weeks and months for these to show up. And through no fault of anybody, and there's no blame out there, not for me, not for Jolene, not for Ron. I blame the Postal Service. Shit got lost in the frickin' mail. Right, right. I got a box of books coming from California to the south. It was postmarked uh, Tasmania, Kathmandu, Kashmir, Nome, Alaska. Yeah, it took the long way to get here. But this is a very important book. Ron has done several books across several genres. 
He's done fiction, meaning storytelling. And he's done this one, which is how to garden, how to get vegetables, how to get food in a bug out situation. I have not read the entire book, but I know that Ron has assured me, folks, that when he talks, right, there's a lot of research. And from what I've read, there is a lot of research and good, solid thinking. What you need to do, folks, if you want to take out Ron Foster's books, if you want to check out Ron Foster's books, he's on Amazon.com. Go to books, type author Ron Foster, or just put Ron Foster books or Ron Foster author in your general Amazon search, and you will get a list of Ron Foster's books. He is a subscriber. He is a comment contributor, and he is a donator to the Prepared Mind Get the Fuck Back and Stay Back Fund on a regular basis. Folks, we are all frustrated by what they're doing, whether it's the Postal Service or freaking YouTube or even Amazon for what they do. And hopefully, Ron, me talking about your books on here doesn't get you kicked off of Amazon the way they kicked us off of Amazon. Still, you know what's funny is the other day I, I went on the Amazon website and applied for a job as a general contractor for him. I hope they hire me so I can quit. Now, that would be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> Anyways, the bug out gardening guide. If you bug out short term, you've got some issues. What can you eat? If you bug out for a long period of time, what can you plant? How do you plant it? Where do you plant it? Right. If you're traveling while bugging out right now, now, folks, when I was at the RMZ, Nikki, that's doing stuff with Nikki, goes, hey, John, I recognize some plants in the background. That one's edible. Don't touch that other one, et cetera, et cetera. It's incredible how edible our world is. Right. So taking the time to learn, depending on your location in the country around the world. Now, I know this is an international broadcast, so I don't want to talk about just the United States of America. We got Rami Marsh from the Netherlands. We've got Vince from Belfast, Ireland. We've got a lot of great people from around the world, folks, including Tasmania. Uh, but knowing what's available to eat in the wild can save your life. Anyways, if you're out long enough, you may be planting stuff. Now, again, part of your bug out plan may include what we've talked about for months now, sprouts. Chris P. Bacon, Crispy Bacon, has done a number of videos, but some very important ones on growing sprouts and having a, a salad, a fresh salad, every four to five days that you can grow yourself in a freaking mayonnaise jar. You can combine everything that Ron has in this book, the bug out gardening guide. Ron, thank you for your patience. Thank you for sending these books. I can't wait to dig in and read more for my area and my thinking. Because I've made this clear to everyone that I know personally. When shit gets nasty, we're on our own. We need to think about that. We could be on our own for a couple of days, a week. Could be several weeks. And you know, the longer the problem is, the longer we go from, oh shit, to when things are okay again. Several days to a week is a lifetime to people who are not prepared. 
So I wanted to give Ron a lot of attention here in our number one. And I will be continuing to take a look at the other books. As busy as my schedule is, folks, I'll continue to take a look at the other books and um, let you see them and understand them. But if you're interested, Ron has a lot of great content, and I'm proud to now be the owner of the material he has created. Oh, good golly, folks. Release the Kraken. And, and we have. We're 40 minutes in, and we've just begun to scratch the surface on what the hell has happened this weekend and what we can look forward to into the coming week. Jolene, if you will, we got Greg Madare with a $5 Super Chat donation. He says, is it time for us to push back against all the violent protests? I am going to say this. With a wait for the special message, the answer is yes, we need to push back against this, but not violently, not in a harmful or dangerous way, but we need to push back as hard as we legally can. Okay, very critical there. And by the way, let's keep sharing that internet address up there. Share, share, share. Get people involved. You can share email, text, messaging, Facebook, carrier pigeon, smoke signals, tying a note to a plastic foam-covered arrow and shooting it. Whatever it takes to get more people here to learn what the frick is going on. So, yes, how do we push back? Greg, after I say, yes, we need to push back, how do we push back? Call your local police department. Call your city council and say, we don't need this garbage here. Even if they're not protesting in your town, call them and say, you better not let it happen here. We're aware and we will come out and you as a politician will be held accountable in an election, in a city council meeting. It doesn't matter. At the local level, come back. Call your sheriff's department and say, we will not tolerate this lawlessness, violence, chaos, no burning, looting or murdering, none of that. Please do your job. Live up to your oath. That's how you push back. And I've seen in a lot of places, law enforcement go out and actually do their jobs. Surprise! They couldn't do it in 2020, but in some areas, they're doing it finally. Now, <clears throat> you can also call not just the local police and the local government, call your county government, the sheriff's office, and then call the state your elected representatives at the state level and the governor's office, they can bring in both state police, state troopers, highway patrol, whatever the name they go by, as well as the National Guard. They don't have to wait till they're burning the freaking city down and ruining things like they're allowing in. They're, they're allowing it in California for the most part. And then they're saying, well, we're allowing peaceful protests. Yeah. Are you really, you bunch of dumbasses? They're allowing, they're, there's actually celebrities out there getting stomped and pushed around by the police on the California highways because they're blocking traffic. It needs to be stopped. So again, local level, county level, and state level, you can make a difference. You can push back. Demand they do their job. Demand they follow the law. Demand it's applied properly. Demand these people be arrested, 
prosecuted, fined, and or imprisoned, put in jail for the crimes they commit. Right? They're not, they may not be assaulting the public, but they're breaking the peace. Peace officers are supposed to keep the peace. And these people are committing crimes against the state is what you're usually uh, prosecuted for, like the people versus Joe Schmuckatelli, right, for crimes against the state, breaking the peace, disobeying law enforcement, yada, yada, right? These people need to go to jail. They're assholes. So great topic, great topic, great topic. It is time to push back. And if you are threatened with great bodily harm or injury and threatened with death, you have a right to use force. Please consult your local law enforcement agency, be it police or sheriff's department, for rules regarding self-defense. In fact, demand from them a piece of paper explaining to you how they observe your rights to self-defense as prescribed by the Supreme Court of the United States of America. SCOTUS. You have a right to protect yourself. If you're standing in your business, you have a right to protect yourself. If someone is threatening your life or threatening great bodily harm and injury. Okay. Absolutely fabulous, fabulous topic. And again, for all those new, I got a bullet high shot of rum waiting for the next $50 or more super chat. But for now, oh, <laughs> I didn't, I did not. This one I didn't know about. The Darcy one I did. But it's Cottage Farm with a $50 super chat donation. Here it is, uh, Cottage Farm. Thank you and cheers. Also, you always have great topics as well. Cottage Farm is at all of the daily broadcasts. And so uh, we're well well familiar with, with Cottage Farm. And, and her questions, her comments, suggestions, topics, as well as her most excellent, excellent donations. Woo! I tell you, I'm a big fan of the scotch. Uh, it's a bit expensive for me, uh, especially as of late. But the captain has not, I repeat, the captain has not, failed me a bit so that one down the hatch their cottage farm and the next one is now poured now the objective is not to get me absolutely filthy slobbering drunk folks but we are continually trying to pay the bills here you know i've got a, a nice box of spam and tuna that i like to keep full um and you guys you keep the lights on in all truth that's what you're doing here is you're keeping a roof over my head or or rather uh, a bunker uh, surrounding my body or a roof over my head, if you wish. And keeping me prepared and right here in the hot seat. I got to get out and work on my tan because, you know, as Scandinavian types, we tan so well. But I spend an awful lot of time in front of the computer, in front of the phone, answering the phone, researching, et cetera, et cetera. Woo! And we keep tapping 600 and going above and then going back. So keep sharing this video, if you will, doing your thing. And let's go to the next Super Chat donation. If not, I want to... I guess I'm not going to get my topic. Because Gary D checks in with a 556 Super Chat donation. And, and again, folks, you guys are all over everything. And you bring up topics. 
that everyone may or may not be familiar with, but we certainly need to keep discussing whether it's old news that's relevant or new news that's fresh. And Gary says, do you think it's a mere coincidence that we've had numerous food processing plants burned along with Bill Gates buying up farmland? Now, a month and a half ago or so, Uman, our Uman said, hey, 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 we got a lot of this stuff going. We're panicking. We've got uh, food processing plants. We've got farms. We've got uh, uh, distribution centers catching on fire. But it's not, that's not the reason for the shortages and the inflation, right? It's not, that's not the threat. But just last week, it was released relative to the rest of the world. We have a lot more fires, a lot more accidents, a lot more government shutdowns of facilities like our baby food manufacturers, you know, formula. I don't like to call it formula, folks. Formula is what I pour in my truck's engine. Right? Formula is formula 409 to clean up grease. I don't give formula to babies. When I had babies, I gave them food. Anyways, yeah, we've had a severe food. We're getting food from freaking Germany, which, of course, got shipped over to Germany from here and somehow made it back, I guess, with German labels. But then we're also getting food from Mexico. It's like, what? Mexico. We're relying on Mexico now. That's not that I don't love my Mexican compadres, folks. But Mexico, right, is not supposed to be as high on the food chain as us the greatest ever United States of America. It's not that, right, we're bad. It's just that we've been dragged down by these leftist scum. Now, back to back to Gary D. And I know, I know, I know, I know I can get a little long-winded. It is no coincidence, Gary, in my opinion, at this point, based on the sheer number of fires, closures, explosions, shutdowns, as well as labor saying, we quit. We're not going to do it. We're too scared. Blah, 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 blah. And strikes and all the other. Relative to the rest of the planet, we've had way, 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 way too many. So that takes away the coincidence. Our problem is not our capacity to create food. Our problem is not the productive pipeline. It's the combination of all the negative factors. These fires, these explosions, the numbers of them, the fuel, uh, the fuel price, the transportation issues, the labor issues. I'm not a big fan of unions, though I understand the principle behind it. It's the application that I'm not fond of. Anyways, you combine this, as Gary puts out here, Bill Gates buying up farmland and not doing anything with it. It is causing problems. And folks, here's my issue with it. It's causing problems. But right as a prepper, I'm like, I've got some tuna fish. I've got a couple of bags of rice. I'm good. But the downstream effects of these problems... What about two months from now, three months from now, six months from now? These problems, are they going to get worse? Are the storehouses of food going to continue to go down? The answer appears to be yes. 
Will you see it at your store? Maybe, maybe not. Go to some other stores. I go to top tier food stores and look around. And I go to medium tier local stores. And then I go to discount food stores and look around. Literally, what do they got on the shelf? How much of it? What are the prices? Because I want to understand every sector and what they've got going on. Are the shelves full or do they just have everything slid to the front of the shelf so I see them? I'm tall, so I can look over the top of shit and look in the back, right? Understand we have some big freaking problems and they're not even here yet. Am I saying panic? No, 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 I'm not. Am I saying be prepared? The answer is definitely yes, get prepared. All right, thank you, Gary D, for the great 556 super chat donation. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite super chat numbers. It's right up there with $1,000. <laughs> Uh, I think the biggest we've had on here is 500 coming from Paul, the recycling master. I think his is the top, and I think uh, the cottage farm is number two at 400. Uh, just single donations is like, wow, you just paid the electricity bill this month. Okay, let's move on. If we shall uh, hit that super chat donation with your topic, your subject, whatever it is you want to discuss. And we'll do it. I'll make you famous. Well, the Kraken is now gone. Thank you again, Jenny Jen. Oh, well, well, prepared mother says cottage was $500. Thank you. No insult intended. We're dealing now with a, a, a big healthy shot of Kraken and two shots of, two shots of, oh shit, two shots of, uh, of rum. And now, our good friend, folks, our international friend who tells us what the hell is going on over in Europe, the European Union, the EU is Rémy Mersch, and I want to say merci beaucoup, uh, uh, tu es mon ami. Merci beaucoup. Um, thank you. And I, I, I know I was speaking French and Ramey is from the Netherlands. I do not speak Dutch, but, uh, Ramey says, pour yourself another glass, some support from the Netherlands. And, uh, uh Oh, I over poured the next one just a tad, just a tad. And since Ramey is coming, Ramey, much like cottage farm, please put your topic up on the questions. I better sip this one down a tad. Okay, uh, Ramey is over there in the Netherlands. Now, back in the early 1700s, my family, uh, my sires and great sires left uh, Bavaria in the uh, Prussian Empire for America. They sailed down the Rhine or traveled down the Rhine in one form or fashion or another, and they left uh, Rotterdam uh, for America. And... Um, my great-grandsire, uh, Georg, was with friend and family on ship. They sailed past Chesapeake Bay. And um, <laughs> the captain, I think, was taking them to be slaves down in the Caribbean. And my great-great-great-great-great-great-great and then some grandsire uh, helped lead a mutiny 
on the ship, took control of the ship, and sailed it with the crew back up to Chesapeake Bay, back up to Maryland where they disembarked, where the name was mistranslated from German to English, and uh, my great-great-great and so forth grandsire was caused with his compatriot to take a special oath not to ever undertake any such action again. I don't think I've ever shared that story public. If you're a genealogist, you may find out who my great, 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 and then some grandsire was. But it is a testament to both my namesake and what my name means. Who am I? I am that I am. Who am I? You don't take any shit. You stand up for what's right and you help others. That is exactly what Georg did for himself and his family and his friends and his community. And that, folks, says a lot, I think, about who I am and what I'm doing right here. Get prepared. Got a bunch of shit coming. Do not be steered in the wrong direction. Understand the situation you're in. Take the appropriate action. Bam! We're at one hour almost, folks, on the Prepared Mind channel. This is your show. It is Sunday Night Live. It is the zoo. It is the zoo. And we've got a lot of shit going on. Oh, no. <laughs> it is our good friend, Mr. Skylight. And he is in with an awesome quote. I haven't even read the quote yet. I haven't read the quote yet. Uh, uh, Jolene, if you would, with Mr. Skylight, find out if he wants me to drink or if he wants me to abstain. Uh, anyways, Mr. Skylight with a 99, 99 super chat donation. And the super chat thing, folks. There used to be this show in the 70s, back when I was a little kid. It would come on occasionally. It was super chicken. It was a joke. It was a joke on Superman and all the other superheroes. It was some 70 cartoon silliness. Super chicken. So I do super chat, right? I'm not Superman. I'm just a regular human being trying to get us to all wake up, recognize history, recognize current events, recognize the patterns, the intent, the players. You don't have to be a freaking rocket scientist to see we got problems. Anyways, super chat donations make a huge difference. Mr. Skylight says, stay sober a little longer. It has been a weekend. Folks, I relaxed. I actually slept in on Saturday. Some, I think it was freaking exhaustion. I just woke up and thought, is that the time? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Skylight. Let's go back to his quote that I may read. And folks, understand. I, I rely. Jolene relies. Uman relies. We all rely. The network relies on everything we do here. The preparedmind.club. Jolene is rebuilding it like the $6 million man. All of us old people know $6 million man. We can rebuild him. We have the technology, right? Uh, uh, Steve Austin, captain, uh, test pilot, crashed his plane. We rebuilt him. Da -na -na -na, right? We can re 
I just completely lost it. Um, <laughs> I tell you, man, scotch makes me serious and happy, and rum makes me ridiculous and happy. Uh, right. We rely on you guys and your donations to keep us going. Right. And thank you so much. Mr. Skylight 9999. And I get I get emails from Mr. Skylight. And uh, many of you, but Mr. Skylight, thank you, sir. He says, quote, if you want something you've never had, you must be willing to do something you've never done. Thomas Jefferson, founding father, philosopher, philanthropist, and oh yes, by the way, I think he was a slave owner as well. I also believe he was a slave freer to some extent. He spoke about slavery. Many of the founding fathers, including George Washington, spoke about the topic of slavery. There were folks, while I'm on this topic, and yes, I am wandering just a wee bit. I'm wandering a wee bit. But I want you to understand, there were whites who owned blacks. There were whites who owned whites. There were black free men who owned slaves. Were you aware of that fact? It's a weird world, folks. Who captured the slaves that were traded to the Dutch, who were sent to America, who lived as slaves? Sadly. Sadly. Just today, I saw a news article, folks. A pimp-type human uh, has been convicted of human trafficking. He captured a 16-year-old girl. Kept her as a, a, a um, sexual slave. Probably made money off of her for a year. Right? Slavery in all its forms is ugly. Sadly, right, it's existed in our past. And I'm glad it's exposed for what it is. And that we've hopefully evolved mentality to recognize freedom, liberty, and the desire to be, um, shall we say, a better steward, a better steward of our fellow, uh, I don't want to use the word fellow, a better steward of the world, which includes not only the land, but our fellow man. And we do that through this concept called freedom. If we are free, literally free, And we can do more good than not. If we are slave, our hands are literally tied. So your uh, efforts to free men right now at this point includes freeing the minds of men versus rather physical bonds. And I have to tell you, and I know I'm waxing philosophically, to free the mind is far more powerful than to free the physical binds chains and ropes because once the mind is free it can take a man or a woman so much further in their understanding of the universe to place in it etc 
and I truly am Mr. Skylight. Um, uh, I'm, you know, thankful for your donation and the wisdom that you provide us and others. If you want something you never had, you must be willing to do something you've never done. That's where we're at now, folks. What have we done? I have never, until I started this channel back in December of 2013, I'd never done anything for humanity beyond working on an individual basis, building homes, building businesses, helping people on an individual basis in law. Now, I, I think you and I are all working together. Now, there is something very important I want to say at this point, and that is that I have not yet talked about a topic that you guys haven't brought up. We're at an hour and five minutes in, and you've kept me very, very busy with Super Chat donations and your comments, questions, topics, thoughts, etc. So we can either continue that, and it's kind of up to Jolene in a way. Let me check the old phone-a-roo here. And then again, this is a multimedia live presentation. Computer, tablet, phone, you, you guys were having a great time. I really am having a fantastic time. Okay, thank you, Jolene. I got the message. Very good. In the back, folks, your super chat donations are what keeps us going. Either hit that button up there, give me your topic, or go down below with a PayPal donation or Cash App donation. They show up here on my computers or Jolene's computers, and we're good. Whew. I got to tell you. <laughs> Uh, the rum is having a mighty effect, so I have to be very careful. There is a topic, folks, and I want to stretch away a little bit from. I want to stretch away a little bit from our domestic issues, and it's interesting. We really haven't got into Roe v. Wade a whole lot yet tonight, but this week, stand fast. It's coming. It is seriously coming. But I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in Ukraine. Okay. Uh, you and I have discussed this, this Russia invasion. And I was like, why is Russia going to invade? Why is Russia going to invade? Well, they did invade. It's because they were being threatened on so many fronts. Uh, not only ethnic Russians were being attacked and war atrocities being committed, which Vladimir or Voldolomir, we'll just call him Vlad. Vlad Zelensky, president of Ukraine, did not deny during his interview with Fox News. He didn't. He did not deny it. He just says, it is what it is. Now, we've been told all along that Russia is getting their butt kicked. They invited it. They invaded. It's wrong. It's bad, etc. Now, today, where are we at today? Well over 100 days, the United Kingdom, Britain, in Britain they have Sky News. It's reporting that the Ukrainian military action in Donbass is not going the way that NATO, the World Economic Forum, and others want. Now, this week, uh, on Saturday, that would be just yesterday, in uh, Severodonetsk, Mayor Oletskander Struk announced on television that the Russians have taken control of the entire city. The Russians now have taken control of the entire city. Now, 
President Voldemort Zelensky said last Wednesday that there was a fierce battle to control the city of Severodonetsk and decide the fate of eastern Ukraine. Now, at this point, eastern Ukraine, that's what the fight is over. That's what Russia says they are there to defend. There's northern, uh, eastern, northeastern Ukraine, and southeastern Ukraine. Those two provinces or states, if you wish, wanted to separate, to leave, to become independent of the rest of Ukraine uh, for a lot of reasons, not, uh, not, or to not exclude the ethnic cleansing, if we wish to use that term, by the Azov Nazi battalion of the Ukraine military. So that's what Russia is there for, not to take control of all of Ukraine, not to invade Europe, but just to, shall we say, very precisely remove those elements within the Eastern Ukraine blocks of the Ukraine military so they can be free and independent and choose for themselves as independent states, uh, their course of action, economic, social, and political. Now, so Sky News says, hey, Russians have taken control. Zelensky said on Wednesday that the fate of eastern Ukraine lies within the battles in Severodonetsk. So both the mayor's statement and Zelensky's admission is it appears that all is lost for Ukraine because Russia now helps Uh, in Severodonetsk, it owns that city. It has kicked out Ukraine. And I don't want to say good guys and bad guys, but this is where we're at. This is quite literally where we're at. And I am quite literally uh, half buzzed. (laughs) buzzed. What a freaking thing, right? Now, uh, the Sky News reports, this is from their report. If you can imagine losing 80%, now this is the American uh, perspective. If you can imagine losing 80% of the 82nd Airborne and 80% of Delta Force in the U.S. Army, then you can understand the horrible significance of these losses for Ukraine's ability to field a competent fighting force. Reinforcing depleted units with untrained men is not a solution. Plugging untrained war bodies or infantry into formerly elite units does not translate into a force capable of fighting effectively. What they're saying is that Ukraine's elite military has thoroughly had its ass kicked. Oh, by the way, these are my words now. Losing 80% of its best combat troops in Severodonetsk. Uh, Folks, that can't be replaced. Like a car battery can be replaced. You just unbolt some stuff, take out the bad battery and put in the good battery and everything's fine again. Ukraine is at its ass kicked. Sadly for the Ukraine side, gladly for the free states, Russian side, right? But we've been told, hey, Russia's losing. They can't feed their own troops. And Putin's going to be tossed out in a coup because all of Russia hates him, yada, 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 right? 
Time is short for Ukraine at this step. The World Economic Forum, the guys in Davos, Switzerland, who are benefiting from this, one way or the other, win or lose, they will win. Understand that. Win or lose in Ukraine, you and I get SHTF. Win or lose, the bankers win one way or the other because they fund, that is, loan money to all sides that they can. But Russia has now won this round of the battle for Ukraine. Admitted by Zelensky, mainstream or other media is now announcing, right? Now, but what SHTF response is next, folks, to keep Russia as the bad guy? What SHTF response is it going to be, right? Are, you know, how are they going to be maintained and upheld as the bad guy, the boogeyman, so that the world through the mainstream media can blame Putin and Russia for all the problems we face? That is what you and I get to witness next. They saw this coming, folks. They knew that Ukraine, even supported with special forces from England, the U.S. military and military intelligence sectors, they could not withstand the Russians in this limited war for control of Severodonetsk. So they've gotten their asses kicked in Eastern Ukraine, folks. They just have. It's a, it's a fact. Russians have apparently played this very well, as you and I have discussed here on the Prepared Mind channel. That does not mean that the World Economic Forum, that the banking cartel, that the military-industrial complex, that NATO, the European Union, the United Kingdom, meaning Britain, or the United States government, meaning Washington, D.C., it does not mean that they've given up and that they've turned tucked tail and left the arena. It just means we go to the next phase, whatever that phase is. And for you and I, I think it's guaranteed 100% that you and I are going to pay the price. And by pay the price, by pay the price, I mean energy, Russian oil, gas, nuclear, coal, natural gas, whatever the energy. If they take further action against Russia, it could affect Europe, which affects world supply, which affects you and me. You and me, we get affected. It ain't cheap, folks, to fill your diesel truck. It ain't cheap to fill your cars. And it ain't cheap or less expensive with Biden as president. And we all know that. So what sanctions, what efforts will be used to punish Russia? And what will Russia's response be to the world to say, hey, you keep trying to hurt us. We just hurt you because you are relying on us. Both the American government and the European Union states have all decided to rely heavily on Russian oil, gas, natural gas, coal, uranium, etc. to supply so much that it keeps our prices down. Here we are, folks. Because of those policies for the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, keeping our energy production lower, not exploring and relying on Russia, guess what? This is where we're at now. So 
Putin is, and, and I'm no friend of Putin's, folks. I just know from whence he comes. Know your enemy. Understand their tactics. Know what their capabilities are. Understand their potential attacks. Right? I can't do anything about what Putin's doing, but I can certainly see how he holds the upper hand on Europe, on the United States of America. So I'm not surprised by any of this. Pisses me off. But folks, he has very effectively used Sun Tzu's art of war literally on the World Economic Forum, the central bankers, and all the stupid-ass politicians and corporations. But also understand this. Many U.S. corporations, government officials, have all benefited by this. The banks are not going to lose, folks. The World Economic Forum is not going to go broke. They're enriching themselves, literally, at our expense. Literally. I want to thank you guys again for the Super Chat donations. If you've got something to say, some thought on your mind, you want to make an accusation, a statement, you want to talk about a topic, a person, a place, a thing, the future, the past, alien invasion, whatever you want to talk about, your Super Chat donations. This is Sunday Night Live. And this is your chance to sign on just like T96 right there. Make a donation to our Get the Fuck Back and Stay Back Fund, which brought me back from the RMZ and has kept me right here in this particular bunker. Thank you, Uman, very much for helping me. <laughs> and here we are, T96, $2 Super Chat donation, he says. And I got the message there, uh, Jolene. Uh, T96 says, Putin told American people, don't give up your arms. Now, that is quite fascinating. I have not heard that Putin gave the American people advice regarding our Second Amendment and our right to self-preservation, self-determination, and self-rule as American free people under the Declaration of Independence, as well as the very, very infrequently quoted <laughs> uh, way back, folks, way back in history, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, way back past the American Revolution, way back past the Declaration of Independence, there was the Magna Carta. The Magna Carta, one of the first times uh, an asshole government was addressed at the end of a sword. Anyways, Putin saying this. I, I, I can't confirm that he has because I haven't seen it, but I thank you, T96, for bringing it up. Putin also told us, and that's why I believe not only you, T96, but that the potential for this quote, don't give up your arms, comes from Putin, is last week. Last week, he said that there is a chance that the elite in the West, meaning Europe and the United States, will be removed. Now, from my chair right here in the prepared mind bunker, I don't think I would mind the removal of the oligarchs of the West because they have mismanaged through their power, authority, and wealth. They have mismanaged our fates and our futures. Imagine if you folks, imagine if each one of you had a billion dollars, or let's just be generous. You had $25 billion. 
Would you seek to gain tight control of the economy and grabbing politicians by their testicles and, well, whatever their anatomy is, it's sensitive, and squeezing them and making them make you richer or thinking about yourself, your family, as well as your neighbors and community and the whole nation saying, we need to do things so that we all prosper. Well, it's my opinion that the oligarchs in charge are concerned with themselves and their power first and foremost, even to the detriment of you and I. Consequently, we've seen a dramatic loss of freedom and liberty as these mega corporations owned and run by oligarchs and aristocrats have sought to not only enrich themselves, but hurt us in the process. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. You'll like it. You'll be glad, they say. That's the philosophy they have worked on. No doubt, folks, they want that, many of them. Now, I'm not saying all rich people are bad. I'm just saying the ones pulling the strings on Biden and the rest of the politicians as they dance, wiggle, sing, and lie, it's not for my benefit or yours. It's for their own. So, great comment there. Yes, Putin, I think, wants to make sure we're able to resist the same forces that he thinks he is resisting. And that is these rich oligarchs that tell you, and I'm not lying, folks, they look right at you and say, you will own nothing and you will be happy. While they own everything and that's better, talk about freaking hypocrites. Oh, but they're so much smarter. Uh, they can handle both the wealth and the prosperity and the standard of living and, and, and being the ruling elite because they're just so brilliant. They're a bunch of assholes. They really are, folks. If you and I, as individuals and as a think tank group, as the Prepared Mind Network, if you and I can come up with solutions while they come up with, well, methodology to screw us over, you can clearly see the problem. You clearly can. All right, the effects of that last shot of rum are leaving. <laughs> Getting my sobriety back. And thank you. Thank you, uh, Mr. Skylight, for not, not pushing me over the edge. I got to be careful. I can't say too much bad stuff, right? I can't. Now, to continue, part two. Part two. Uh, about what's going on with Russia. And, and what the the conclusion or consequences of the fighting in uh, Severodonetsk mean. Putin on Saturday night uh, was rushed back to the Kremlin, not rushed to the hospital, but he returned to the Kremlin in the middle of the night. Saturday, last night, today, Sunday, Sunday night. Now here's, here's uh, what Nexta tweeted. Putin suddenly arrived at the Kremlin at night, Russian media report that the presidential uh, cortege arrived at the Kremlin at 2300 hours. That's 11 p.m. This is extraordinary. Usually it is associated with some important decision. So this news outlet, Nexta, uh, added Putin is not going to make any statements. And he didn't that I know of. Citing uh, Kremlin Press Secretary Dmitry Peskov. So I've got two potentials 
that I believe are associated with Putin returning at 11 p.m. on a Saturday to the Kremlin, which is their Pentagon slash White House, right, the big decision sector. I've got two things there. Putin just wants to make sure his troops address each other by their preferred pronouns at this stage of the war. <laughs> Having won, right, eastern Ukraine, they need to make sure they call themselves by the proper pronouns because we don't want any hurt feelings in the military in Russia. No, no, and no, that's not what they're there for. So I can say, or maybe Putin returned uh, because something stupid was being planned by NATO and Biden and the UK and the European Union. Uh, something that was being planned was discovered or reported to the Kremlin and Putin, which could lead you and I and the whole world into greater military troubles. And for once, I have to say, folks, that Kissinger was correct. The other day, Kissinger said, perhaps it's, and I'm paraphrasing, and this was two weeks ago or so, Henry Kissinger of the Nixon administration, this fossil is 98 years old, 98 years old. He's like 50 years older than he was when he was my age. Fucking Kissinger, still alive, says, eh, it might be time to cede, which means give up, right? He had like a heavy German accent. I think he was correct. It's time to give up. It's it, Go away. Stop fighting. Stop making things worse. Stop making things so dangerous, right? Right? Stop fighting before you start a nuclear war. Is that why Putin was called to the Kremlin? I think that that's a whole lot more likely than uh, wanting to address themselves by preferred pronouns. I really do think that some plans were revealed that suggested that we have more war efforts. And to support that, and again, I, I like to support things, folks, with news articles, oftentimes confirmed by other news reporting agencies. I, I like to come to you guys and, and discuss the potentials. And that really is what the Prepared Mind Network is about. Uh, you know, your super chat donations help facilitate that. But, you know, I'm this is very important. And I even put little stars next to it. Don't forget this shit, John. Don't forget. If Putin's called back in the middle of the night on Saturday, it's because something big may be planned. And, and in support of this, again, uh, Kaliningrad, the little Russian republic, which is separated from the main body of Russia, kind of like Hawaii is separated from the main body of America. Kaliningrad has Lithuania between Russia and it. And they were like, we're going to cut off your ability to send in supplies. Now, thankfully, through St. Petersburg, a seaport, Russia can send fuel, food, uh, and other goods, etc. But Lithuania had an agreement with Russia, and they're trying to hurt Russia on behalf of the rest of the European Union and the UK and the United States of America. And it appears that there's potential that, that NATO and the EU and the UK, as well as the US government in D.C., they could be trying to cause more trouble. 
the next step. So we need to be very aware, and I just got a, a, a very important message here from Kaz. Okay, well, I'm going to save that news story for tomorrow. Surprise! <laughs> okay, folks, hey, we're at 600 viewers right now live, 90 minutes into this video. You guys have been sending out this email address, I'm sorry, this internet address to people. And they've been coming in and saying, hey, what is this? Good golly. It's someone talking about what's going on. I can't hear this. Ah! And they shut their ears and they turn it off. Others come in and go, what's going on? And I say, if you want to participate in the conversation below in the live comments, you've got to be a subscriber. And then you've got to wait 30 minutes because we don't want a bunch of trolls in there. So it puts you on a 30-minute suspension, or rather, uh, uh, probation. Once you've been subscribed for 30 minutes, you can talk in all future conversations on YouTube. But we really want you on Subscribestar. And you guys are there, and you're, it's growing, and it's fantastic, and we rely on you. Now let's do this. If we've got more Super Chats, we'll go that direction otherwise. And we've... <laughs> We've got another Super Chat donation. Super Chat! Folks, this channel is incredible. This network is tight. Many refer to it as a family. I refer to it as the Prepared Mind Network. <laughs> it's all the same, though. It's us coming together, talking about what's happening, where we're going, how we need to be prepared, what we need to be looking at. All right, so we've got Jason with a 22.30. 223, folks, is the American version of the 556 five, round that goes in an AR-15. Now, 2230 from Jason says, just when do you think your, oh, he says, just when you think your preps are good, look around for some upgrades. Sell plates uh, to ceramic. Hell yes. What he's talking about there is body armor. Some of the less expensive body armor, and it stops, uh, shall we say, flying pieces of very high-velocity lead. It stops them. But if you upgrade to ceramics, you get the same, if not better, protection. And also, you cut the weight dramatically. Now, <clears throat> the best I have is all that I could afford. It is an AR-500 vest and i bought it a couple years ago before i left for the rmz and i still have it it has the plates and they are very heavy steel and i wore them back then for a whole day before i left for the rmz and said you need to wear this stuff have a feel for what it is because the more it weighs the more it slows you down but you need that level of protection possibly depending on the area you live in and so i wore it and I was like, this shit is heavy. So if you can, you've bought it before and you can upgrade to ceramic plates, that's awesome. The vest is actually the cheapest part of the whole rig. The, the, the body armor, the bulletproof protection, if you will, is the expensive part. So if you buy the upgraded stuff, you can always buy uh, other vests that hold those plates. It, it is a great way to look at it if you've got food. Whether you think you need six months, 
whether you need a, a year or you have two years of food, once you're good, you're good. Once you've got water uh, protection, et cetera. And by the way, Spartan Armor Systems is our affiliate link for body armor now. So that, that internet address right there, that gets you to body armor for the prepared mind. You'll get whatever discounts are available. And that's how we roll, folks. We have affiliate links. We don't have a big warehouse because we don't got lots of money to store this shit. But we will get you affiliate links and whatever discounts are available on products we know, we've tested, we've got reports, we've got reviews, etc. So moving back to the conversation, uh, you know, once you have everything you need, you can always upgrade. Some people are like, what do I do now? I'm all prepared. Stay current, upgrade where you can, and really prep to action. Get prepared. Upgrade. Great idea. But take action as described. Start calling your local government. Get involved with local election processes. Get a hold of your local Republican Party and say, what can I do to help? I want to get involved in the election, canvassing, etc., etc. Get involved. But definitely, first and foremost, be prepared. I talk to a lot of people who are extremely happy <laughs> they're prepared. They're like, holy shit. Used to think it was just kind of a maybe. Now it's a sure thing. Sure thing. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Jolene, for that one. And thank you, sir, for the awesome super chat donation. Your super chat donations, not only will I make you famous, but it makes sure we can stay right here rather than me going out and... Uh, being distracted by things like, uh, I don't know, running from people on the street <laughs> who want to kill me. Uh, well, and that's going to happen no matter what. It really does. It happens no matter what. Uh, okay, where do we want to go next? Where do we want to go next? Uh, I want to keep it, I want to keep this hardcore, right? Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. This is a big deal. This one really, really, really frustrated me, pissed me off. Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Um, Twitter, which is in the process of being controlled slash purchased and directed by Elon Musk, who is now a registered Republican. He's had so much of the left wing in their stuff. He says, hey. Right. <laughs> it's good. Clarence Thomas is making a a legal decision based on the law of the land, the U.S. Constitution. And he says, Roe v. Wade. Yeah, that's a state issue. Federal Constitution doesn't cover. It does not cover abortion. Sorry. Right. We're handing this back to the states and saying whatever state you're in, that's where you need to deal with this. So Twitter while in the process of pretending to be we're 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 neutral on politics and and we're not full of a bunch of artificial intelligence robot accounts screwing our uh shall we say commercial advertisement revenues screwing them out of money which apparently they are to what degree they're not being completely honest and forthright anyways twitter's allowing racist attacks on Justice Clarence Thomas. 
they're calling him Uncle Clarence. Now, his name is Clarence Thomas. And the old commentary about any black man who sides with the white man is an Uncle Tom, right? And while I'm not part of that culture, it's not a term or reference that I use, but it is rather a racist, anti-racist comment. But they're allowing Justice Clarence Thomas to be tacked on racial grounds, right? It's like, how dare you, Clarence Thomas, black man? How dare you? side with the white man on this, right? Well, uh, Justice Thomas is, by the way, very conservative, uh, very much a realist, a, a, a logical, constitutional, uh, liberty-minded person, right? So yeah, he says it's a state issue. In fact, the, the issue for us and the problem for Democrats is Clarence Thomas has also said there are many other issues that we're going to need to take a look at as a Supreme Court. And oh my goodness, folks, it is, it is incredible, right? Remember that, that Supreme Court justice named Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Uh, this woman who said that, yeah, 12-year-old girls should be able to decide who they have sex with. Whoa! It's like, how could she say that? Anyways, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, with all her mental problems and other health issues and cancer, she had cancer several times, refused, absolutely refused to step down as a Supreme Court justice. She had eight years of Obama in which she could have said, you know what? I think I'm going to go sit on a beach and drink my Metamucil protein smoothie and just re relax and enjoy the rest of what little life I have left. It's just something I would do, folks, but not Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, while forgetting <clears throat> what the Constitution was, how to spell it and how to apply it, if she ever knew, she, she withered away until the Trump administration. She couldn't hold on any longer. And she finally was pronounced dead and Trump replaced her with Amy Comey Barrett, who, again, I have not had the most highest levels of satisfaction with. However, that being said, it heavily weighted the Supreme Court in the direction of a more conservative mindset. So the Democrats today, folks, they're attacking Justice Clarence Thomas, but they're also attacking the dead, right? They're turning and attacking everyone like a dog that has an injured leg and lashes out at any other dog or human or animal that's near it because the pain it's in, right? The leftists are blaming Ruth Bader Ginsburg for dying instead of retiring when Obama was president. The Democrats folks are attacking everyone, themselves and others. They're self-destructive. They're stupid, they're afraid, and they're angry. You think about any injured animal, dog, tiger, whatever, and the most dangerous animal is one that feels like they're being threatened and at risk of dying. And these leftist ding-dongs, folks, are in that position now. They feel like they're losing. And as far as you and I are concerned, we are we're in a better position today than we were yesterday. And we're in a better position today than we were three or four weeks ago. Biden's still president. Nancy Piglozzi, 90 Proof Nancy, is still in charge of the House. 
Up Chuck Schumer is still in charge of the Senate, but things are coming and swinging in our direction. And that's why we need to keep the pressure up at the federal level and keep trying to send non-rhino Republicans to Washington. Send them up there, right, to go fight there and support the Supreme Court, which is saying, hey, states are supposed to be in charge of these decisions, not us at the federal level. The idea of federalism, folks, is one that I think needs to go away. But that's just my opinion. There's a, there's a purpose for the federal government, but it's not to tell me and you what to do. It isn't. It truly isn't. Anyways, this is big news, folks, as the left, right, is attacking. Now, here's another one. The left is attacking. Uh, liberals are now turning on Ms. Piggy. That's right, Liz Cheney. They're turning on you because she's trying to get reelected in Wyoming the state of Wyoming, she's trying to get reelected as a, as a Republican, even though she chairs the committee of the January 6th, as far as I'm concerned, illegitimate prosecutorial witch hunt on President Trump, the January 6th protesters, and America at large. So in order to get reelected, she's had to, in a pro-life state, that is a state that doesn't agree with the abortion program as it currently is that has now been basically rolled back she's trying to take a position that she's pro-life because she needs pro-life votes in order to win right so she's saying she she supports this decision by the supreme court she supports the position of the supreme court which says the constitution is the supreme law of the land and we need to obey it while she she completely goes against all things common law, constitutional law, and is responsible for a witch hunt that is trying to pin a protest, uh, not only label it as an insurrection, but then pin that on Republicans, including President Trump. Wow. What a position she is in. But yeah, liberals are pissed, and now they're going after her. Yeah, she's not going to. Just the other day. Liz Cheney tried telling Democrats in the state of Wyoming, go re-register as Republicans and vote for me. And now she's like, well, I agree with the road decision, but really, please vote for me. I hope she gets her ass kicked up between her ears in a political sense, not a violent physical one, so that she can feel the consequences of how she has tried playing America. Unbelievable. We've got Mile Hyde with 52, uh, Mile Hyde 5280 with a 499 super chat donation. He says, Going to subscribe star was an excellent move. I didn't like Patreon dropping Patriots like SGT report and X22 report to name a few. Rock on, brother. I'll tell you what. Uh, I was listening to SGT report 10 years ago, I was listening to X22 report. When he was at like report number 30 or 40, I was well before 50. And now he's up over a thousand. But yeah, X22 was way back in the good old days, back in the 2013, 14, 12, whatever it was. Anyways, yeah, Patreon dumping us all, pissing us all off, going, you're bad people. We're like, you know what? Hasta la vista. Every large group on Patreon, folks, has been conservative, like you. 
Every large group on Patreon was pro-freedom, like you. And guess what? They've hurt themselves trying to hurt you. But we've moved to Subscribestar. Jolene is working on the new preparedmind.club. The old one's functioning for getting your food, water, shelter, clothing, medicine, means of self-defense, of course, but all the physical things you need. And we're revamping the preparedmind.club to further strengthen, to further strengthen your freedom of speech, my freedom of speech, our ability to communicate. So it's coming, folks. Stand fast. And we also have an app coming. We will have the Prepared Mind app in the not too far future so that you can go to your phone and just hit the Prepared Mind app and see what the hell is going on. We're going to try and integrate all these things, come up not only into the 21st century, which we're already there with you guys, thanks to you, but also um, uh, come up in technology a few more steps. It is hard. It is time consuming. It is difficult and it's expensive. And you guys are supporting it. So we're doing it. We got Jay Meniscus, or I'm sorry, uh, Jay Miskinis. Thank you, brother, for a one, two, three super chat donation. He says, I have just provided evidence that I'm a financial contributor and supporter of this channel. And some folks may like that. Some for the wrong reasons. Anyway, uh, thank you very much, Mr. Miskinis. 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 I hate it when I can't pronounce things right. I know I'm not saying it right there, Mr. J, but thank you. Thank you for your direct support of the Prepared Mind Network and all of us and our freedom of speech, our liberties, our rights. Whew. Unbelievable, folks, what they're trying to do, the steps they're taking. Unbelievable that the political leftists would say, Free speech. There's limits to it. It's wrong. We got to stop it. It is only when a political party, movement, or paradigm has power and control over everyone else that they want to push them down and silence them. It is only then that they claim that the rights they once held as most sacred are now the ones to be denied everyone else. That's how powerful the left thinks it is, folks. That's why they want to silence you. They don't like the fact that you can say yay to the Supreme Court or yay to any Republican or yay to Trump. They don't like the fact that you could say yay to everyone else here on the Prepared Mind Network. They don't like it, folks. They don't like it. Now, I want to tell you something that's going on. What they're doing to solidify or control us. There are up to 40,000 Army Guard troops, 40,000 Army Guard who have not taken the Jim Jones juice. 40,000, folks. That's way more troops than are fighting in Ukraine. They're being, uh, shall we say, at risk of being dismissed, discharged, because the deadline for the Jim Jones juice mandates is coming. They're being told, you get it or you're out of here. Folks, they can't, this is, this is important. They cannot legally make, make, they can't make anyone take the Jim Jones juice. They can't make you. If they could, folks, they would arrest and forcibly 
juicinate and jab military personnel who are contractually obligated to federal authority. They're under contract, folks. They're under contract as guardsmen, as Marines, as soldiers, as sailors, as airmen. Everyone is contractually obligated to obey and follow orders that are lawful. If they're not taking the Jim Jones juice, perhaps they cannot lawfully force them, and they can't. It's becoming well understood that they cannot. They can threaten, they can coerce, and they can even kick you out. And I think it's actually wrongful termination. And those lawsuits, folks, I think have been started because there are commissioned officers who have been kicked out because they refuse. Folks, if they can or could lawfully and legally mandate it, they would arrest and force people to take it. They can't, right? And so I want to go a little further. If the U.S. government, D.C. scum government, if they can't forcibly juicinate the military or federal employees, they cannot, repeat, cannot come near a private free citizen like you or me with a needle. They couldn't do it. If they can't force the military and federal employees who belong to the District of Columbia, they can't do it to us. Point number two, the military is being politically cleansed. And this is the scary part. Also scary. The other part's good news. They can't force them. They can't force you and I. But I think the military is being politically cleansed of freedom-minded patriots and replacing them with lefty scum commie types. Uh, I think it's going to take another four, six, maybe eight years and our military folks will be left-wing leaning, and they will hate free Americans. They will hate free people, and those people in the military that hate freedom and liberty will follow whatever orders they're given by their commanders. And that's when they become every bit as dangerous, folks, as the Gestapo or the SS of Nazi Germany. Could be as little as four, but as many as six or eight years. If we lose the House, if we lose the Senate, and then we lose the presidential race in 2024, I think this nation is on a doomsday collision with a separatist movement and an attack on the people by our own military. I hate to say it that way. But we will have to take back our nation, folks, by voting one way or the other. We need to vote loud and clear. Now, no violence, please, of course, right? I'm not condoning violence or insurrection. I'm saying we need to take control of our government. And there are lawful ways that we can do that. But be very aware, folks, of how the military is gladly letting non-Democrats just leave. The military under Secretary of Defense Austin Lloyd, who loves CRT, critical race theory. They want patriotic, freedom-loving Americans out of the military because they're not willing to accept the Jim Jones juice. I also think the military is hurting our fighting men and women. Our service, our serving men and women with the Jim Jones juice. I think they're playing a very dangerous game. 
very dangerous game. <clears throat> okay, uh, this is your chance. We're at an hour and 52 minutes. I'm going to sign off in eight minutes at the two-hour mark. Uh, if we've got any any super chat donations, get them in. Uh, if you've got a PayPal cash app donation, get it in down below because at two hours, I'm out of here. It's Sunday night, and I think this week we really have a ton, a ton, folks, of bad things coming our way. There's my last shot of rum, but let me do this. Let me let you know where we're at. The clueless people in Washington, D.C., folks, those who share the same mentality, if not the same IQ as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, they're spreading misinformation, folks, regarding the nation's judicial branch. That would be the Supreme Court of the United States, the federal appellate process, the federal court system. But mainly, they're going after the Supreme Court. Idiots, namely AOC and those like her, think that Congress can reorganize, structure, change the Constitution as they choose to fit their current emotional state of mind and whatever political beliefs they have for the day. Right Now, AOC and her comments has practically prescribed a dictatorship with a fiat or fake parliamentary system for our constitutional republic. They want to take what we have that works, that protects you and I, and set it aside and just do whatever the hell they want. Do whatever they want. That's literally what she is asking for. And others in government are also asking for similar things, right? She uh, is very upset with the Roe v. Wade thing, right? The decision saying, well, the federal government is not involved. It's no longer a federal issue. It's a state issue, right? So her, her tweet was, uh, here's how Democrats can and must do more than wait for an election. And she says, let's start with why. And she puts out lies. She says, seven of the nine justices were appointed by a party that hasn't won a popular vote more than once in 30 years. She's referring to the fact that George W. Bush uh, won in 2000 with less than the popular vote. And folks, you and I know that that ain't quite the truth. Same with the Trump election. Okay, one of those seats was stolen. Yeah, right. Several uh, justices lied to Congress to secure their appointment. Oh, you mean like uh, Justice Katanji Brown saying, I can't define what a woman is because I'm not a biologist? I mean, that was egregious. So what, what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is trying to say is, uh, both the justices and the appointment process were illegitimate because she doesn't like the way the elections went, right? Unbelievable. But they're saying that because of that and because of the decision came down that they don't like, that they need to right, get rid of it. Here is more from the brilliance of the brainless. She says... Uh, the president and Democrat leaders can no longer get away with the familiar tactics of committees and studies to avoid tackling our crisis 
head on anymore, right? They need to restrain judicial review. What does she mean by that? Restrain judicial review. In other words, take the three separate and equal branches, the separation of powers, and use the president and Congress to strip the Supreme Court of their authority. Restraining judicial review. What? Telling them what cases they can and can't look at? Telling them how they need to decide those cases based on whatever political power each justice should have? She goes on to say, AOC does. They need to open clinics on federal lands. Well, that would be abortion clinics on federal lands. That includes military bases, forts, arsenals, dockyards, territories, and quite possibly Native American places. Now, there's nothing that would prohibit them from doing that. It's federal land. It's under federal jurisdiction. She goes on to say court expansion. The third thing she mentions is stacking the court, putting a bunch of Democrat-appointed, Senate Democrat-approved, and, and Democrat president right, signing off. Court expansion. That's why, folks, they are desperate to get something done before we get to the election this fall and have a Republican Senate step in. Now, if the Democrats lose, if the Democrats lose, that new Congress, that new Senate that's Republican will not be installed until January. So they could lose in November and then cram through as much change, as many tricks as they can. Between now and next January, they got six, seven months, folks to pack the court. Can they get it done? Quite possibly. Dana Webb checks in with a $3 super chat, super sticker. Thank you very much, Dana. Every dollar counts to keeping the lights on and the spam fresh. Thank you. Uh, uh, AOC continues and says they need to expand federal access and awareness uh, of pill abortions. Yeah, did she mean the abortion pill? Okay, I guess you can make a, a awareness and access to it. But, uh, you know, can the federal government ship from federal land into state, states where that's not allowed? Now we start getting into some legal discussions and arguments again, right? And her fifth point was et cetera. Well, thanks, AOC, for giving us an et cetera at a place where you claim to be offering specifics, right? Now, <clears throat> she continues. She continues by tweeting, to confront the court's structure and core gerontocracy, which is which is uh, geritol, old people, the gerontocracy. In other words, they're all too old to understand the new ways they want to go with because they're the gerontocracy. These old people on the court. She says the problem of lifetime appointments, right, uh, via public appeal. In other words, if the people want to get rid of these old folks, they need to do it, right? Uh, while he did not succeed, tweets AOC, that check came from the people in Congress, not SCOTUS, the Supreme Court of the United States, which she spelled, folks, in all small letters, right, to confront the court structure uh, you did not succeed, right? The ruling is Roe, but
but the crisis is democracy, says AOC. Uh, leaders must share specific plans for both, meaning democracy and the court's decisions. What she's calling for is a complete destruction of the court system. But hey, I'm sorry there, uh, little lady. This isn't a bar. You can't just make up the rules as you go. You can't say we're going to throw out the entire Constitution because I'm unhappy. That's the power of a constitutional republic, folks. Those rules are essentially set in concrete. This is how the government must behave. Within this framework, you can make changes, but you have to have the will of the people. You have to have a true structure that understands and works within those rules. You can't make shit up. You can't change the rules to satisfy your childish whims and your socialist communist mandates that you have created in your head and claim that, well, the public appeal is this. Folks, that's populism being expressed to an extreme. Our system uh, created by those white, old, geriatric founding fathers, they didn't create that system to benefit themselves because they were all old and white and geriatric for the most part. But it was to ensure a system of government that was consistent and protected from the tyranny of the majority. That is to say that the system couldn't be changed just because it was a popular notion at the time. Right? The wheels of change in a solid government are very difficult. And it should take a very sober mind, which I now possess again, a very sober mind and clear understanding of what a country needs. We have had nothing but shit policy from Joe Biden. And look what it's done. Look at the shit policies of Barack Hussein, Barry Sotoro, Obama, and what it has done. Thankfully, we have a constitutional republic. But we've seen what damage can already be done to the economy, our monetary system, our financial system, our educational system, our military system, our legal system, without changing the absolute framework, which AOC and others are now calling for. Folks, what they're asking for, they're using fighting words. They're saying that your rights don't exist and that they're mere privilege compared to the authority and power of government, that the government has rights and that we are merely pawns, puppets, subjects, and peasants to them. It's been one heck of a Sunday Night Live. I want to thank you for the great Super Chat donations. And I want to thank you for coming here and sharing yet another Sunday Night Live with me, your thoughts, and supporting all of our efforts with your awesome Super Chat donations. We got Shelly Chavers, who checks in this week with another $5 Super Chat donation. And Crazy Uncle, sure hope he's okay. Normally, he checks in and he hasn't. Shelly says, do you think Biden would have fallen off if he had rode a tricycle. Yes, I really do think that if he had a tricycle rather than a two-wheeled bicycle, he would have really applied his, shall we say, lack of coordinative skills and come to a complete and total crash. Yeah, the problem with the tricycle is you don't have a braking system. Maybe he could have had one of those adult tricycles, right? That is a bicycle with two rear wheels, Maybe he could have stopped that with some adult brakes, but uh, I don't know. 
when you really need the president of the United States to look like a fumbling idiot. Uh-oh. Thank you, Jolene. Get it up on the screen. I really think Biden would find a way to fall off of the tricycle. I really think he could have done it, Shelly. Thank you so much. And holy cow, we've got a $200 super chat donation from none other than, let me get that right. Bam. There we go. Got to use the correct hand. Cottage Farm. Oh my gosh. Thank you again for your support. Folks, it is the generosity of all of you doing super chats that keeps me here and takes away a lot of the pain and suffering of having to go out in the harsh sunlight with this complexion. Uh, anyways, Cottage Farm, thank you again. Says, do you think the protesters are waiting for Pride Month to be over so they don't offend the LGBTQ? July 1st is Jane's Revenge coming. Number one, you've exceeded the $50 donation mark. Thank you, Cottage Farm, for setting uh, today's record and a great example. Not that the others are not superb. Number one, let's take care of this business. Oh, good golly. Thank you, Captain, and thank you, Cottage Farm. We have a lot going on with the LGB crowd. Um, the, the Democrat left, who are socialists, but I believe are in the social fascist category. They are not social communists, like the school associations, the colleges, Antifa, and BLM. I don't believe that the people in charge in the Democrat Party are social communists. I believe they're social fascists, but they're using the social communists who are the LGBS crowd, the Antifa, the college people, etc. They're the muscle, the, the, the uh, highly energetic, politically exuberant leftists. And I do believe that they're being queued up, if you will. They're being reserved. They're the reserve force that are going to go into action. And when you say Jane's revenge, this is um, this is what's happening. I think they're going to wait till Pride Month is over, and then we will move to the next phase of turning the bad people loose. The leftists need violence. They really do. They really do. Uh, feminists, uh, those who are really, really anti uh, male. They absolutely despise those who pretend to be women, like the swimmers. And there was a story that came out today about the skateboarders. They don't like trans who have a penis or once had a penis competing with them. That uh, I remember uh, it would have been last year, maybe two years ago, uh, at I think it was Cal Poly or San, which is San Luis Obispo, California, a extreme liberal lesbian castigated LGB males because men cannot pretend to be women because they don't understand women's issues from a women's 
biological perspective. And we just had someone in Europe, I think in Sweden, just last week, if you recall, is up for hate crimes for saying that men can't be women. Now, I'm not making the argument. I just happen to know what the difference between an XY chromosome human being and an XX chromosome human being is. If you got XX, you were born with a vagina. If you got an XY, you're born with a penis. To me, I guess I could qualify to be on the Supreme Court because I understand what's going on. Now, not making fun of anybody, but I am agreeing with you, or rather carrying on the question from Cottage Farm. Do you think protesters are waiting for the end of Pride Month so that they can really open up with their, their anti-male, Jane's Revenge, Roe v. Wade nastiness? I think that that is a distinct possibility. We are on, currently today is the 26th of June. I think that the Pride Month, Pride thing, by the way, Pride is one of the seven deadly sins, folks. Pride, for what it is, is one of the seven deadly sins. It's, it's, it, it, it examines the beliefs of the self over the overall picture of morality and what is good for individuals and society, culture, etc. And I think I'm not alone in thinking that they've taken this pride thing just a little too far. But they need to let that come to an end to start the next phase. I think they held off Roe v. Wade until the end of Pride Month so that we've got a riled up pride crowd who's, you know, it's winding down. I think the public's done choking on all that garbage. Right, because a lot of the public thinks it's garbage. Right, pride in what? Because you have that particular belief that the rest of the world thinks is, well, should remain private to say the least. And and since when does one take pride in which orifice you use? Is that really a pride moment, or are you proud of yourself for publicly proclaiming something which? formerly was considered uh, an abomination. Where's the pride in that? So I, I get it. I absolutely get it, right? We, a lot of people have had enough. And I don't need to denigrate them or run them into the ground. The pride people know who they are. They know what they believe and think. And if they have to take pride in that, what does that say about the rest of their mentality, accomplishments in life, right? Typically, human beings take pride in their intellect. They take pride in their accomplishments. They take pride or satisfaction that they've done good for others. What does the pride movement take pride in? Yeah, you know, I showed up at a parade wearing lingerie and wearing a strap on. Is that necessarily something to be proud over? So that's going to be done, right, in just a few more days. So I think the mainstream media and I think the politicians are, in fact, gearing up. They're gearing up and inciting and encouraging a continued violence over the Roe v. Wade reversal. That is that the federal government has jurisdiction over the subject matter known as abortion. The, the Supreme Court has said, no, the federal government does not have jurisdiction over that. It's a state's issue. 
It's not really about whether abortion is right or wrong or whether a fetus is just tissue or whether it's a human being. That was not addressed. Let me say that again. The idea of a fetus being a human being when life starts, when the soul enters the body, that was not part of the question, which is part of the argument that you and I may have heard, debated, supported, etc. for the last 50 years. That's now off the table, right? The, the response or rather retort to uh, those arguments is, is moot. It is now a state's rights issue, which in a lot of ways tells the, the, the Jane's revenge crowd that Cottage Farm discussed. It makes that a moot point. So they can hold up their keep your hands off my body at the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court's like, this is no longer our argument. Go back to your states and deal with it at your state capital. At the state court level, appellate court level, and uh, state Supreme Court. Now, they can take it up again in the federal courts and try pushing it through the appellate system, the federal appellate, and then back to the Supreme Court with a new argument. They can do that. No one's saying they can't. You lefties have the right to keep fighting me and the rest of the Prepared Mind Network are not telling you you don't have free speech and you can't file lawsuits. What we're telling you is you lost this round. Now, the Jane's revenge, they are not about fighting in a court. They're not about that. They're not about that. What they are about is there about violence and all those things that made the Bolshevik Revolution and the Nazi takeover of Germany happen. They're all about that. That is to say, violence and the use of what is known as terror to scare people. And I really, once again, appreciate discussing this topic to this degree. It is very important, folks, to understand these people are not going to make a legitimate, coherent, cohesive, intellectual, legal, constitutional argument. They're going to appeal to emotion. They're going to appeal to indoctrination. They're going to appeal to a misunderstanding of what our country is, what it's about, what its makeup, its foundation, and how the Constitution works. From AOC saying, right, we need to redo the judicial branch. Sorry, it's going to take a lot more than just some fancy words from a bug-eyed, horse-toothed wench. Right? It's going to take a lot more than just that. It's going to take a lot more than people protesting with signs where the Supreme Court says, uh, wrong venue, you now need to go back to your states. Now, that being said, the violence that's being threatened have now caused two of the nine Supreme Court justices to require additional protection. Whether that means being moved to a new location, where they're not being physically threatened, or having armed guards at their homes. They have now caused that to happen. Now... Hollywood liberals have lost their minds, folks. Yes, 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 folks. We know the Hollywood weirdos 
would scream like infants. We knew it, right? Because, you know, they're so smart. You know, they're actors. They read cue cards. They're not intellectual giants, right? And I want to give you one example. One example. Uh, Alyssa Milano tweeted this. Banning abortions is about controlling women and trans men. Well, after LGB crowd, as Cottage Farm has pointed out, that whole trans thing will probably go away and it'll just be about women. Uh, uh, anyway, she says, it is about white supremacy. Did you know that this is about white supremacy? I had no idea that, that saying this is a state's right issue fell back on white supremacy. Uh, continuing, uh, it is about white supremacy, the patriarchy, that's men, and misogyny, the hatred of women. So it's about white supremacy, men, and the hatred of women. It's a sad day for America. So I said, maybe you, Alyssa Milano, you should go see Harvey Weinstein again, who is a Hollywood mogul financier who was accused of uh, at the very least, sexual harassment and rape on the other end, right? But he was a Hollywood uh, mogul. Uh, maybe, maybe Alyssa Milano should go see him again and see what he tries this time with her. Yeah, folks, Hollywood is full of examples of good, righteous, <laughs> and sound-minded people, right? I don't think so. I really, I, I, I just don't. I don't think so. <sighs> Now, this other topic. Oh, Jay Miskinis with another one, two, three super chat donation. Thank you again, Mr. Jay. Uh, I want to, uh, oh, good God. Oh, my God. Okay, well, see that right there? The shot glass. That is a uh, rather large round of ammunition. And JC1701 checks in late with a $100. Super chat donation, which means the captain has come out. And you guys are going to cause Mr. John to have a very, very good night's sleep. And I'm going to wake up to a whole new batch of SHTF. And I tell you, the more I drink, the smoother it gets. He says, yeah, uh, sorry, John, showed up late, going to start my laps. Yeah, you, you're two hours late. That means you get two laps and, a, and you get your own drink of your favorite beverage. Thank you, JC. You're awesome, man. He says, shall not be infringed. Oorah! Semper Fi, brother. And a loud, oorah! Uh, back when I was a jarhead and I was a United States Marine. active duty for a little bit. We barked. We said, oorah, uh, in both a positive and sometimes, I uh, shall we say, uh, a rather satirical way. Oorah. Uh, like when we weren't happy, we are like, yeah, yeah, thanks. Oorah. And then also, oorah. And then, Hoo! we would bark. Anyways, good stuff. And every generation has its own way. Right. And the army has their own sayings. God bless you guys. Semper Fi to the army. And uh, here we go. Shall not be infringed. I guess I'm going to step back from the, the other way I was going to go. And I'm going to follow if we shall. 
your second amendment uh, recommendation. Please, Jolene, keep that up there. Um, I've got some more second amendment stuff here, I believe. Thank you, uh, Jolene, for uh, playing along with my current state of mind. <laughs> Okay, are we there? Nope, nope, nope. By the way, Disney and Dick's Sporting Goods have, have told the public through their virtue signaling, corporate left-wing socialist bilge of garbage said they're going to pay for their employees to go out of state to make sure they get an abortion. I am going to caution both Disney and Dick's Sporting Goods that if they are facilitating the interstate performance of something that's illegal, they may have encroached upon a criminal offense known as contributing to the performance of an act that is deemed illegal by the state. So states that have a no abortion rule like Texas or Missouri, or was it Oklahoma? But there's 26 states that have a trigger saying that as soon as the Supreme Court says it's no longer a federal issue, that is the reversal of Roe v. Wade, that those states are now directed within 30 days to tell their people in that state that committing the act of abortion is illegal. So for a corporation to support an act of illegality, even though it's transported out of state, they may still find themselves in some legal trouble. I thereby caution you guys, you silly corporations, to doing that. <sighs> Unbelievable where this is going, folks. Unbelievable the trouble we're in. Unbelievable. <clears throat> This is the subject. This is the story I wanted. There we go. I've got it. And I want to give JC uh, full, <clears throat> full discussion. For the topic that he has said. There we go. This is incredible. The law firm that hired the lawyers that won the major Second Amendment's preservation case at the Supreme Court level, well, <clears throat> they have been fired by their law firm, a very powerful law firm that argues a lot of cases in front of the Supreme Court or in writing. They don't always, folks, stand in front of the justices and make an oral argument. That is more of the, the exception than the rule. Most cases, you have a written a submission, and we do have an attorney here on the Prepared Mind Network who argues before the Supreme Court case law. That's right. Our attorney, based out of Texas, argues in front of the Supreme Court. So I've learned a little bit about the process from our attorney and, and legal representation. We have actually several attorneys on the Prepared Mind Network that are interested in legally representing freedom and liberty. And I am very proud and thankful that we have them. So if you want to start a fight with me and you as some kind of troll or fruitcake, go right ahead and see what law 
right, can do for you. <laughs> Anyways, this law firm, folks, argues a lot in front of the Supreme Court. This law firm is named Kirkland and Ellis, and they have announced that they were no longer going to take gun cases. In fact, Paul Clement and Aaron Murphy, the two lawyers who have won the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin case, have been forced to quit. And they may have, folks, they may have a wrongful termination lawsuit against their own legal uh, uh, firm, Kirkland and Ellis. We'll see how this progresses. The right shall not be infringed, as JC 1701 brings up. And we're going into the folks, the two hours and 30 minute mark with almost 500 people live. Woo! Live. And I am back to being half inebriated. And that's how sharp my intellect and your intellect is, is we can sit here, folks, in a chair and sip our right to alcohol, sip our right to a cool, refreshing beverage, sip as we sit in a comfortable chair, whether you be in house, trailer, bunker, and discuss these topics intelligently. In fact, at such a level that we exceed those of the left who are ding-dongs. <laughs> Anyways, Paul Clement and Aaron Murphy have been fired. Fired, folks. And this is interesting, right? A real attorney, and we have, as I've said, several. I won't say they're on staff, but they work pro bono with us. Not for us, but with us, pro bono. A real attorney says, I'm here to defend all of your rights. In today's woke, virtue signaling, asshole-ish world, the fake attorney says, I, I can't take your case if it conflicts with my political party's communist agenda, my party's socialist agenda, my party's anti-American agenda. I won't take your case. That's what this law firm is basically saying. So, folks, the attorneys who worked for this firm, diligently, honestly, they're fired because they're winning and doing their job. Wow. Right? But if you look back at how attorneys have acted in the past, defending Jeffrey Epstein, did anyone ever say, man, you, you defended Jeffrey Epstein? I'm not hiring you as my defense attorney. Folks, if I was in some kind of legal trouble and I had the money to afford Jeffrey Epstein's lawyer, I would consider the guy. Know why? Because he looked past the accusations and said, how can I use the Constitution and the facts of the case to try and defend my client? I would want it to be defended based on the facts of the case and the law. That's what an attorney does. You can't hate the attorney because they tried defending somebody. You may hate them because they're scumbags and a-holes and they're politically motivated like, I don't know, creepy porn lawyer, creepy porn stall lawyer, right? But you, right, you want the best lawyer possible. How about the, the lawyer who defended Jeffrey Dahmer, the murderous, cannibalistic weirdo? Right. Would he be a good lawyer? Well, if he's defending his client on the basis of the law and the facts of the case, you might say, 
that's a lawyer with some guts, right? That's a lawyer with some guts. You may not, you're like, dude, how can you defend that? Well, it has to be with the law. In this case, the Second Amendment shall not be infringed. Can you make a good case based on the law and the facts? And these guys did. Right? They did. How about O.J. Simpson's lawyers? Right? You got... Uh, uh, <laughs> Right, you got Johnny Cochran. If the glove don't quit, you must acquit. Right, he was the guy who was portrayed, uh, shall we say, in a caricature in The Simpsons. Right, they had the attorney on there who liked to make rhymes, and he was he was I can't remember his name at the moment, but he was he was like always Kramer's legal representation, and Kramer always blew it for the attorney. He's like, oh man, you messed it. Anyways. Right. Johnny Cochran, um, <laughs> for some reason, Alan Dershowitz's name has been like fleeing from my mind. Like, don't think about Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz is a master debater. Alan Dershowitz is a master debater who understands the Constitution, understands the law, understands, but he's a master debater and, and jc's last shot of alcohol is helping me point that out right he's a master arguer a master debater a master uh shall we say legal titian he knows how the game is played and he's trying to help his client alan dershowitz johnny cochran uh who i i pray is in heaven and i have no idea if he is or not but Johnny Cochran's past. Uh, as a former student and I guess current student of the law, that is the law of the land, um, Johnny Cochran's past. Very fascinating individual if you want to look at it from that perspective, as much as any other historical or biblical uh, um, character, character or caricature of humanity is interesting to study to figure out where they're at. It's about this case, JC. Thank you. Thank you very much. The law, the Second Amendment, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It is so simple. It is succinct. It is easily to understand. And the case should be made and always made on that ground, first and foremost, shall not be infringed. The right of a free people to keep and bear arms. That right now, folks, is your best defense against people like AOC, Nancy Pelosi, 90 Proof Nancy, Chuck Charles Schumer, Upchuck, the Biden administration, his entire staff, his entire cabinet, the entire legal entourage, all of Washington, D.C., both bureaucrats and legal firms that hate the Second Amendment, therefore hate you and your rights, shall not be infringed. So simple. Brilliant. The term a well-regulated militia is now taken out of context. We have talked about that. Well-regulated, well-trained, well-practiced, well-understood, permitted, well-permitted, well-regulated. 
well understood, well accepted. All of those words could be used in substitution for well controlled by the federal government, which is what regulated is supposed to mean. But now, and thank you, JC, very much for bringing this up. The Supreme Court of the United States has said states' rights matter where federal authority does not exist. The Second Amendment is a states' right issue as well. It sure is. Thank you, Jolene, for putting these up. And I've got, holy cow, I have the urban aboriginal himself, Rudy, giving me a phone call. Hey, Rudy, I'm live, man. I can't talk on the phone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, brother. I can't answer the phone call. Uh, you're going to love it. Go to two. Never mind. I'll just send you a text afterwards. And we've got Jennifer Stevens checking in with a $4.99 super chat donation. And Jennifer, are we related or what? Um, uh, however the strangeness goes, I have a family member named Jennifer Stevens. Uh, $4.99 super sticker. Thank you, Jennifer Stevens. And folks, oh no. <laughs> You are a very bad person, JC, and I'm going to get myself in trouble with this one. This one is going to F me up. JC checks in with another $50 Super Chat donation, and I am a man of my word. That, my friends, is Captain Morgan. This is Captain Morgan. And JC just bought me another shot at two hours and 30 minutes. Smooth. Whew. He says, a master debater and a cunning linguist. If I understand that joke, brother, 500%. I was just there last night trying to figure it out myself. Um, <laughs> and he's making a play on words, folks. Um I am a master debater, and I am a cunning linguist, and no man is without sin. Uh, I have taken the argument on the side of and the side against any topic. And I think we all need to do this as intellectuals, critical thinkers, intelligentsia, if you will, and uh, the intellectually elect to debate. A, a, a foe, an adversary, if you will, you need to be well-versed in both the arguments against and the arguments for. I understand the arguments against the Second Amendment because your prior drink and super chat donation had to do with the Second Amendment. I understand their positions. I understand their arguments. And they rest not on law, but they rest in the emotion. Their arguments are that, well, people are dying, that guns are dangerous. Well, I'll tell you what, we have far more accidents. We have far more accidents because of automobiles where people are both injured and killed with automobiles than we have with guns. 
why are they not outlawing automobiles, especially when they're used intentionally and not just accidentally in the deaths of human beings? Not to mention automobiles run over squirrels, cats, dogs, deer, moose, which usually results in people being killed. Elk, same story, right? Automobiles cause death to animals, birds. Shouldn't we love all living things? Insects, especially useful insects like honeybees. Automobiles do far, far more damage. Not only that, but they, they, they are climate negative, spewing out carbon dioxide. And I know I am being obscenely satirical, cynical, sardonic, and a complete and total smartass. But it's also factual, is it not? Do not automobiles do all this damage that I just described? Not to mention, in the world of the liberal, <laughs> it is unequally right, distributed through the world's population, through the United States. You know, they're so bad because we have the best standard of living uh, relative to the vast majority of uh, human beings living at this time. Yeah, correct. Exactly. That said, right, I understand their position. But to argue against it, you have to be a master debater. You have to be a cunning linguist. And what trumps all of those ridiculous emotional arguments, the non sequitur, uh, which are irrational, uh, shall we say, logical fallacies, and I did an entire video years ago about the use of logical fallacies in debating arguments or legal arguments. The two most important things that should always be are the law and the facts. And the fact of the matter is we as human beings have the inalienable right to self-defense. That is self-defense against both individuals and the state whether foreign or domestic, if they seek to remove our right, then what they're actually saying is we believe your rights to be inferior to our sovereign or superior rights as master and you are slave, peasant, and pissant. But no, in America, we have the Declaration of Independence, which took some cues from the Magna Carta, which established the United States Constitution, which very clearly states that your right to self-defense, the defense of self and the state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And folks, by the way, this entire, shall we say, fun rant is completely improvisational and inspired by JC's 50 and then $100 super chat donation. <laughs> fueled by not only my intellect, but with the uh, advanced support of uh, vitamin A power. And I continue to lose viewers as we drop down to 405. But 405 live people at this moment is more than the president of the United States gets at one of his stupid press briefings where he's going to tell us how he's not saving the world with his ridiculous political efforts 
unfreaking believable. And we've got Orlando in the house. And brother, I hope you're wearing your prepared mind, limited edition, fuck around and find out shirt. Because I'm wearing mine right now. Orlando with a $5 super chat donation says, showing my support as always. And thank you, sir, as well as all others who not only supply us with direct super chat donations, but share this internet address with others and say, you need to check this broadcast out. We got some serious shit going down. As well as watching the ridiculous YouTube commercials, which helps supplement <laughs> our efforts here. Orlando says, showing my support as always. God bless America. And God bless all of you. Semperfy always. Their fall is inevitable. And that is, I think, something I can support. The fallen ones, those who have fallen from grace, from intellectual understanding, from evolutionary thought, their fall is inevitable. Their failure is inevitable because the human spirit, I believe, is superior. The human spirit is superior to those who operate by fiat or falsity, lies. And if you look at the political left, folks, the political leftists rely on lies and fallacy and foolhardiness and the lack of intelligence on the part of their support. But we, you and I, rely on fact, truth, law, and our intelligence. And we can beat them there. And because of that intelligence, we have forethought. We have practice and we have preparation. Right? We're preppers. We're patriots. And we put our intelligence ahead of the impractical political philosophy of ignorance and stupidity. And instead rely on the wisdom of our elders and the intelligence of applied knowledge and sometimes i tell you folks i really feel like it's coming through me it just comes to me as you guys support and contribute to my efforts here our efforts here our combined intelligence and efforts i think come together on the prepared mind network and i want to thank you for it godspeed to everyone god bless america semper fi means always faithful. Not sometimes, not when it's politically convenient, not when no one's looking, but always faithful. Semper Fi. God bless America, and I want to thank you all for your support. Share this video. Get that internet address out there. And for those of you on Subscribestar, I'll see you in the morning. And for those of you on YouTube, I'll see you tomorrow afternoon. And we'll talk about what's going on, how to get prepared, food, water, shelter, clothing, medicine, means of self-defense, and where to go to get prepared, the preparedmind.club. This is our world, folks. Take it back. Don't give in to stupidity, ignorance, sloth, or any of the other seven deadly sins, like, you know, pride. I am not very... 
uh, shall we say, prideful. But I am very pleased to say you and I are acting on our beliefs and faith based on intelligence and the law and facts. I'll see you tomorrow.